Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you have a friend who you're always there for, but when you're in need, they ghost you or offer minimal energy or support? Basically, are you in a friendship where it's always about them? Well, maybe you've been friends for years and you just want things to be more equal, or maybe you don't want to be friends anymore, but can't figure out a way, you know, how to leave without all the drama. No matter what, I've got you covered today. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Hello. I'm so excited you're here. I love having you here. You're the best. And I'm going to be starting something a little new every week. Again, I used to do this way back, but I'm going to be reading and thanking and calling out people who leave reviews of the podcast. I need, please, please, you to leave reviews of the podcast. It helps people find me. It puts the podcast on higher rankings. We are trying to create world peace here, people. Um, If you get any value out of what I give you ever so freely from my heart, I would totally appreciate it if you please, please take the time to leave a review. If you go to the podcast page on my website, there's always a space where it tells you how to leave a review on the show notes page of every episode, if you're not sure how. Um, But I'm going to give a shout out right now to, I love this, Jim Boot Johnson. Hi, in Australia. and. They said, there's nothing like being introspective at 50. There are so many tools here to help you have a better relationship with yourself and your loved ones. I'm so glad I stumbled across this podcast during an insecure Google search. Oh my God, I love you so much. That was awesome. 
I'm going to be reading reviews every week, just like that, just short and sweet, and really giving a shout out and a thank you. It means a lot to me. It really does. I'm, I am saying that so from the heart, like I can't even. And again, I'm just going to ask, um, can I give you Jewish mother guilt? That doesn't feel loving. So I don't want to do that. But I'm going to ask that you please take the time, leave a review. If everyone is listening left a review, there would be tens of thousands of reviews up and there's not. Um, and so please, please, please uh, do me, do a girl a solid. Help me out. All right. That's it. And you know, if you don't do any of that, or if you do do any of that, uh, I really want to encourage you to follow me also maybe on Instagram or somewhere. I'm in all the social media, but uh, again, all my handles are on the website. It's really easy. Go to the bottom of any page and they're all there and you just click on it. Um, I'm always like Abby Metcalf Thriving or Abby Metcalf PhD or something like that. And on Instagram, what I'm trying to do is it's just trying to be like a daily inspiration to you. So if you need that little quick pick me up, if you need that little whatever, I put reels up little 30 second videos and, you know, me and quotes or, you know, things from my newsletter, all kinds of stuff. So just to try to help you in that moment, you know, have a reminder of how to have a great day and a great relationship. So that's it. And I'm really glad you're here. It's just quite fabulous. So, all right. I had quite a few people write in about this whole one-sided friendship thing. And I have to say at first I thought I don't I don't get it. Like I just don't have one-sided friendships. So I I really needed to go do some work. But I realized as I sat and thought about it, I do have there are some one-sided relationships in my life um that are more usually like a family thing. And I don't want to say one-sided completely, but kind of, you know, where I don't know that folks really know me well, as much as we talk about them. Um, but I don't, like, I'm okay. I don't know. I, I, I have my own feelings about it. I'm not going to get into it, but, <laughs> but this is a big issue. So I really, I'm like, okay, I got to take this seriously. I have to do some research. I got to double down on this. I got to figure this out for my peeps. Cause I love you. And I want to answer them. And I will say that a lot of this will also work for family, you know, family members where it feels one-sided. But I will also say that I'm going to be doing a podcast in a few weeks on um, more about like dealing with family member and friends who are just draining you, that kind of thing. So that's coming up. Um, but for now, let's get to it. So, I, you know, friends are awesome. The best. I talk about my besties a lot on the show. Uh, everybody needs them, I think. But to me, and I thought, what's my definition of friendship? And I didn't even go look this up. I just decided it for myself. And I thought, what is it? And I realized it's really a, that mutual support. And to me, here's the deal. In a healthy friendship, you feel uplifted and energized after you hang out with them, after you talk to them, after you text with them, after you whatever, spend time with them. That's how and I would say that's it right there. I would say if you don't have that, then whatever friendship you're in, you're either just being drained or something else, and we'll get to it in the next few weeks. But um, you, to me, a healthy friendship is when I feel comforted and understood when I reach out. And I do have that with uh, the people in my life who I call friends. Um, I I work on my friendships. I I put in a lot, you know, energy in my friendships and. Uh, I think that that, yeah, I think that that comes back in a lot of ways, but for, I know a lot of people don't feel like that comes back. So we're, we're, I'm there for you. 
Because, you know, you know, so if you have a one-sided friendship, that's sort of how you know, because you get very little of that or maybe none of it. You're the person maybe driving the relationship, you know, you're kind of holding all the emotional currency. Uh, they're in the friendship make, yeah, this is off the top of my head. How do you like this? They're in the friendship making the withdrawals and all f- you feel like you do is make deposits. Okay. That would be a really good definition of a one-sided friendship, I think. How do you like that? I'm coming up with it right now. So, and before I jump into my five-step process to loving or leaving them, uh, let's talk about, so, you know, a little more detail about the signs of a one-sided friendship. So that's, you know, those, that's my healthy friendship easily set out. But here's, uh, to me, what I see when I have clients who are talking about a one-sided friendship. You're always there for them, but when you need something, they either they either show minimal minimal interest or maybe they just ghost you completely. You don't even, they, they're just not there. Uh, I think of these people as emotional vampires. You leave the conversations feeling drained. And again, we're going to talk more about that in a few weeks in all of your relationships. Or um, they might ask you how you're doing, but lose interest right away. You know, if you don't, if you don't speak fast and get to the point quickly, they move the conversation back to them. When you bring up an issue you need help with, maybe they give you like one of those two word comments and again, quickly bring the conversation back to themselves. Uh, These are folks who will cancel plans with you in a moment's notice if something better comes along or, or if they just don't feel like it anymore, if their mood shifts. Or um, maybe, you know, the other thing I hear a lot is that plans feel tentative with them. They don't fall through. They don't finalize things with you. You're, again, you're always the one kind of driving that stuff. Uh, they often dismiss things you say, minimize your feelings, uh, act condescending, superior with you, all that. The, you know, the message underneath, obviously, is that you don't kind of matter as much as them or you're not as good as them or something. After you've spent time together, if you notice that your self-esteem has taken a hit, this is likely at least a one-sided friendship, if not a toxic one. You know, again, you don't feel built up by them. Instead, you feel torn down. You start doubting yourself. Um, and maybe also the other thing I noticed, last thing I would say I notice is that Sometimes it seems like if you're having a hard time, they actually seem to like it or enjoy it a little bit. You just get that feeling, even if you can't really see it, or they just show no empathy uh, when you're having a hard time. Um, Or they say things like, um, oh, I told you not to get involved with that guy, or uh, I tried to warn you, but you got no one to blame but yourself. You know, I just kind of write you off like that. Again, not supportive. So Now, before I get to what to do, you you might have already tried to speak to this person about the issue in your friendship. And so, and if you're listening right now, it means one of these two things happened. One, they got angry and defensive, conversation ended. um, And well, the conversation ended up being about how you're the bad friend, not them. Have you had that? How suddenly the tables are turned. You're thinking, I'm talking about you and now it's all about me. Or... They did, you did talk to them and they promised to make changes and maybe even kind of showed up for you a couple times or did something nice a couple times, but then they, they went right back to all behavior and you just feel like you're, you know, starting at the starting line. So what do I do, Abby? <clears throat> all right, here's my, here's my five steps. You know me, I like to quantify everything. 
Um, I doubt you're listening anymore if you don't like that, now that I think about it. So, okay. And by the way, so are you, are you feeling like, yes, is that, is that what's happening right now? You're going, yeah. Is Abby in my house? Does she have a secret camera in my house? So many folks write in, <laughs> sort of joking with me about whether or not I have a camera in your home. I don't. I really don't. Um, it's just that a lot of us have, that's why I love the podcast. I feel, you know, we're all, I, you know, just read you a review from Australia. We're all together, you know, we're all human and we have very, very, very similar issues. So I feel you. I hear you. I'm with you. I love you. Okay. Step one. You got to figure out your why. And this is, I actually think this is the hardest step. You're, you're probably going to argue with me later and think one of the other ones is, but you, you got to have an honest conversation with yourself about why you stay. And I'm going to tell you, because I've asked clients this, and here are, I think there's three main categories I hear about why you stay. The longevity argument. Uh, you know, we've been friends for so long. I've invested so many years. I don't want to give it up. We, oh, we have all this history together, all these shared memories. I hear that. The second thing I hear is how it's their, how it's your fault. Um, you know, we have, uh, it's really not that bad. Yeah. And the moment I get angry, but you know, but they're really a good friend when I, when I look at the big picture, I, I'm probably just as self-absorbed as they are probably because they told you that, uh, you know, I just, I focus on the negative too much. In other words, you end up taking the blame and minimizing your own needs and experience. Okay. And then the third one is, you know, that they, this idea that they've stuck by you, you know, Hey, no matter what, they've always been my friend. I need to be loyal and stick by them. Those I'd say, uh, one or all three of them are usually what keeps you there. And you know me, I'm coming at you hard. I'm co- I'm coming at you hard because I love you with some truth bombs. All that's bullshit. He- he- here's the problem. These reasons are likely not true. Okay, yes, maybe it's true that you've known them a long time. But it's not your fault. They actually aren't sticking by you as a friend. They are sticking by you as a taker. Again, if you go back to my definition of friendship, this feeling supported, heard, loved, you know, uh, energized, enthusiastic, inspired, motivated, whatever, every time, you know, after you're with them, if you feel that way, you're not listening right now. So so if you are, it means you feel kind of crappy. And that means that it's not your fault and they're not sticking by you. You got to stop questioning yourself in that way. Instead, I want you to question yourself in a different way. You know, it's because it's time to get very real about your relationship with this person. Why do you hang on? You are getting something out of it and it's not healthy. And that is why you have to have an honest conversation with yourself and figure out your why. And you probably going to need to dig deep here and uh, there might be some truths you need to face. Like maybe, again, I'm using examples from clients I've worked with. Uh, maybe you like to feel needed. You you like it when you're feeling needed and someone really is so interested in you li- hanging on their every word. Maybe maybe they're your entry into a certain friend group you'd otherwise not have access to. Maybe you feel more important because they count on you. You're getting your self-esteem in this way, even though you're not, You but you think you are in a moment. 
maybe you think this is the best you can do and it's better than nothing. It's not better than nothing because you feel like shit afterwards. What's better? What's better about that? This is like, to me, the one-sided friendships are like getting drunk. In a moment, you might feel better. Maybe you're upset about something. You have some drinks and and for just a brief moment, you forgot the problems and your drink, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't fix it. You just end up feeling like, oh my God, I spent all that money and now I feel like crap. Now I'm hungover and depressed. It's not, it's not what you think. There's something you're getting and you've got to get clear on it. So that's number one. You got to figure out your why, really. Why are you here? And again, get past those three things, those three excuses, which aren't real. You know, that they're, they're the longevity, it's really my fault. They stick by me. That's all crap. So there's something else and you need to get to that if you're going to figure out what you need to do next. Okay. I say with love, you know, I love you. Okay. Step two. And this can be really helpful. I've done this with a bunch of clients and this particular thing, if you do nothing else, do step two, which is to track your feelings. So, because what's happening in the big issue is that you're minimizing your needs. That's what you've been doing in this friendship. And you're taking the blame for things you shouldn't, is my guess, over and over and over. So it's time, it's time to get real, my friend. It is, <laughs> it is time to uh, really be in the here and now. So, and I, and I think of it this way, it's what I usually say to people. If you were, so if you were gaining weight, if you were my client and you kept coming in saying, oh, I keep getting heavier, I keep getting weight, and you, and you couldn't figure out why, I'd tell you to track your food. Because that everything you eat, everything goes in your mouth because that gives you a reality check and some perspective. If you were having trouble with money and you didn't know where all your money went and I don't know, it just flies out of my hands, I can't seem to save, I would do the same thing. I'd make you track your money, every single penny you spent, every parking meter, every everything. And it's very helpful. It really helps you get um, perspective. It helps you get real about what's going on um, and all that. So guess what? Same thing here. So I want, but in this case, I want you to track your feelings with this person. So basically what I have clients do is this, is after each interaction with this friend, track how you feel. And you can do that in a number of ways. You You can literally write down an actual feeling. Or I make it really simple with folks that they'll do it. I tell them to keep a scale of one to six. So come up with a scale. I like one to six because you have to pick, there's no middle. You have to go one way or the other, which is very important in this. So don't pick one to five, pick one to six. And so one maybe is that uh, how I feel after I've, after each interaction. So after I spoke to my, uh, my girlfriend today, did it, uh, feel if I felt drained, alone, resentful, frustrated, like crap about myself, doubted myself, questioned myself, I would give that a one. So that's low end of the scale. You get like a one. And again, so maybe I only felt that a little, I'd give it a two. And then a six, the top of the scale is that after you had an interaction with this friend, you felt uplifted, nourished, connected, loved, understood, heard, that kind of thing. And again, you might have a five, not quite a six, something like that. And what I love about this is I've had, and I've had clients just uh, either write it in their phone. You can do it. You can add it to your calendar. A lot of my clients do that. They just add to their calendar. Um, and you can put, uh, if you click all day instead of a time, and they just put the number in every, every you know, over and over. <laughs> and 
or you can just have one piece of paper. You can have an actual calendar. I don't know, physical calendar, just, you know, with for only feelings. But something, or do it in the notes on your phone, or I don't care how, but some way that you can track it. And what I've had clients and clients do, and they'll it, it's a good reality check. I'm thinking of one uh, young woman in particular, and she actually showed me the <laughs> She had like a paper calendar that she just printed off the internet, you know, kind of thing. And she didn't keep anything else on it, but tracking these feelings. And the entire thing was filled up with ones. There was nothing above a three on the entire calendar. And there was tons of them because she had lots of interactions with this person. And for her, that was it. She got it. I mean, it was like a slap in the face. She really got it. Like, I'm not crazy. This is a problem. Uh, so after every interaction, again, including if, like if they don't text you back for seven hours, you know, and you ask something that you need to make a note of how you feel. And what I have people do is track it for like two weeks. You have to do at least two weeks, but no longer than a month. We're not doing this forever. You, you need to get the, get the hint. Okay. But somewhere between two weeks and a month will give you a very good feeling about it. Um, and you, and you got to take stock, right? And I, and I'm just going to say it again, you know, tracking your feelings in this way is important because again, friendships are there to support you, to help you feel loved and safe. And if you're consistently not feeling that way with this friend, it doesn't matter why. Maybe you are too sensitive. Maybe you are too whatever, but it doesn't matter. It's not, I feel like crap talking to this person. So you can go work on your sensitivity with a counselor or do something else or again, but if you are really sensitive, this isn't your kind of friend. You need someone who can meet you where you're at. Why does everything mean that something's wrong with you? So you might need to take a self-esteem workshop. I don't know. Listen to my podcast on self-esteem and building confidence. I Whatever you got to do. But I would put to you that it's not you it's them. And this is not a good fit. It's just that simple. It's sort of like if you, you know, if you're an English speaker and you dated someone who only spoke Hindi, it'd be hard to communicate. And I don't know how far you could get. You could do some things, but it would be hard. It's like this person doesn't speak your language. They don't. And you don't speak theirs. So that's the disconnect. And you don't have to stay in a friendship because, you know, uh, it's my fault. It doesn't matter. How you feel is how you feel. And you deserve to have your feelings. I'm not saying you don't want to work on them or improve them. But this is still not a good fit for you. All right. So step three is to go talk to them. And a lot of times people say this is the hardest step. Uh, And maybe it is for you. Now, you know, because now that you're clear about why you stay and how you feel, it's time, you got to do something inside the friendship now. So now I know why I stay. I know what I feel. Now I have to do something inside this friendship. So, and I have three little pieces for that. You know, the first is be honest and talk to them about how you feel. And you can you and I suggest using the I feel formula. I feel when you and I need. And I have that on a nice little handy dandy handout, totally free, that I will link to in the show notes, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. You can easily, this, you know, I think this is episode 144 or something, but you, you'll see it, you know, just go to the podcast page, go to this podcast, and it'll be right there. And you can download it for free, the I Feel Formula. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here on it because 
you know, but I, that's the frame I would use to keep yourself sane and clear. And I would also tell you, don't blame or criticize, but that, that's not what we're doing. You're, you're just talking about how you feel. Don't. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But be, be clear. And, and forward about what's happening for you. And then absolutely positively have a plan ready for next steps. Okay. You've got, you can't just go with the, I feel I hear, I feel when you, and I need, and then nothing. So, and you would say, and I need, what do you need? I need, um, you know, I need for us for a while to set a timer when we talk, uh, or I need a code word that we set up for when I'm feeling dismissed or minimized. And I need for you to go to therapy. All right, no, <laughs> we don't usually say that, but you hear where I'm going. Um, and I need for, you know, some ground rules set up, no interrupting, no dismissive language, um, you know, something. You need a plan. And I need, I need to know that you fully agree with this. And I'd like you to tell me what you're going to do to make some changes. That could be it too. Uh, or what we can do to talk differently about this or how we can approach this differently, I, whatever. But you have to have something that you're doing. You can't just be that. All right. And step four and five are about when to stay and when to move on. So let me say this. So step four, okay. So step four is about when to stay. If the friendship slips back into, so you have this talk, you did your talk, right? Because you, you do have to, you got to say something. Because either way, you have to say something. This is about, you know, even if you've decided you're absolutely leaving the friendship, um, something has to get said. So, so and, and actually, I'll talk more about how to move on in step five. But let me just stay here right now. So let's say you have this talk and they say they're going to change or you've come up with some new ground rules. They feel terrible. They had no idea, whatever. If the friendship slips back into any kind of old negative patterns, you have to say something. Do not just go, oh, well, throw up your hands. There it is. I tried. You know, sometimes you have to try more than once. You can refine what you're doing. You can remind them what you agreed to. You can come up with a new action plan. If, if this person is truly capable of friendship, which they might be, you know, mutually supportive friendship, then you can move yourselves towards a mutually loving relationship. But you got to remember, it's not going to be a perfect straight line. If, if it's been one-sided and if it's been one-sided for decades, it's, you know, that's a lot. But 
everybody changes over time. Everybody, you know, grows and shifts over time. So you just, what you're looking for is an upward trend, not perfection. So sometimes it's, you know, step forward, step back, that kind of thing. But if it's mostly moving forward and, you know, you just have to refine some things, then, then go back, have the conversation again. Like, Hey, you know, it was good for a while and I, it's, it's now it just feels the same again. And I feel like crap, you know, when we leave each other. So let, let's get back to it. What were we doing that worked? What were we doing that didn't work? Let's get to this again and, and do it that way. If it's time to move on, now we're in step five. So if you feel like you've done everything you can and this person just won't make consistent changes and you still walk away with those yucky feelings after your interactions, you've got to put on your big boy, big girl pants and move the frig on. I, I don't know what to say. Got to do it. So there's two ways to do this. And then we're going to be ending today. So there's two ways to do this. One, you can just stop responding. Um, or, you know, it can take a long time in between responses. Uh, you could put off getting together or just keep saying you're very busy, you know, and they'll get the hint. You, you don't have to make some big declaration or draw some huge line in the sand. You don't have to block them on social media or unfollow everybody, you know, just, just slowly disappear from their life. If they're not getting what they want, they'll move on to somebody else. Now. I don't love this as the first option necessarily at all, because I really do want you to stand up for yourself. I really do want you to say something. Um, I, but so I would like you to only use this option if you just, I don't know, if you feel like this person is just so toxic to you, if they're so, um, if you're so overwhelmed by the relationship or you, I, I don't know if there's some trauma response you're having, but it's really not the best way to go. It, it also depends on the kind of one-sided friendship it was. You know, if this is somebody who's long distance or if this is somebody who you only see a few times a year and it's one-sided when they come, um, then you can, then really you could do this. It wouldn't be that hard. But again, I, I, I don't want you to run away from your life. I want you to get in there. You're worth it. And I want you to really, what I'd like the best is for you to do number two. But again, if you feel like you can't, I don't, I'm not going to judge you. Do number one. <laughs> okay. Just do number one. All right. So, but the other thing is to, what I say is like, call them up, say, Hey, I I'd like to meet and, you know, make it, I don't drink coffee, but most people do. So, you know, make it that you're going to go get, grab, a, grab some coffee. Don't grab alcohol. Don't go for drinks. That's not what you want to be doing here. Um, and, but tell them, you know, hey, I, I really, there's some stuff that's come up in our friendship. I really want to talk to you about. I'm having some feelings um, that I'd like to discuss with you. And, you know, I want to take you, let, let's go meet for some coffee. You know, that kind of thing. You don't want to blindside them. You know, don't do that. Don't, if, if possible. If you feel like if I say that, then they're just going to be all over me on the phone and I'm going to lose my nerve or whatever, then I guess you have to blindside them a little. But, you know, it's best not to. And if they do say that, you know, get into it, you can just say, I, I want to see you in person. I don't want to have this conversation on the phone. Um, get, and really, so the most important thing is to get yourself into a loving state before you meet. 
This isn't the time. You're not meeting to tell them off and to tell them what an asshole they are and what a bad friend and you're done with them and F them and blah, blah, blah. That's not why you're meeting. If you're doing that, then don't meet and just blow them off because both are as mean <laughs> and rude <laughs> and not nice. Uh, you know, just you, you have co-created this relationship. You've been in this relationship a long time. So it's not their fault. It, it is not, it's not your fault either. I don't, we don't need any blame here. It is what it is. And you have responsibility. They have responsibility, but you can't make them take responsibility. That's not your job. You can only take yours. That's why you're putting on your big boy pants, your big girl pants. So get in that loving space. Don't tell them you feel abandoned. Don't tell them you feel resentful. It's not what this is for. This is the time for love and compassion for both of you. Your, your friend did the best they could with the tools they had. It, their tools sucked, but that's what it was. And so did you. You were doing the best with the tools you had at the time. And your tools weren't so great because you wouldn't have put up with this shit for so many years. So again, on you. Don't be blaming them. This is your boundary to hold. And the fact that you didn't hold it, I don't want you to blame yourself either. Again, be compassionate. There might have been a lot of reasons you didn't. Maybe, you know, I, I'm not going to get into those. But you know, you know you. It's okay. It's not, it's not, you're not a bad person for staying in this relationship. But you don't need to be a bad person to end ending the relationship. That, that's sort of my point here. So get yourself into that thing. You know, you, okay, yeah, there's, let me just say it. There's no blame here. So I actually think this is a great time to tell them how much your, the friendship meant to you. There were some good things here, or you would, you know, I think, I hope there were some good things. And I think it's a good time to tell them how hard this decision was for you. Um, you could say something like, you know, I, I'm just not getting what I need. I, I walk away from our conversations. I feel resentful. And I don't want to have that with you. I love you. But the way we interact isn't working for me right now in my life. And this could be all me. This could be all about me and my issues. But either way, I need to take care of myself and take responsibility. And I don't want to get to a yucky place with you. I, I don't want us to have had this time together as a bad thing. And I can't seem to change this dynamic, no matter how hard I've tried. I just can't, you know, get out of this. Again, it's me, me, me. You, you just talk about yourself. The, again, it's, and I want to say this clearly too. This is, you're not having this discussion so that they can prove their point so you can be friends again. This is your final discussion. So it's not a time to get in an argument or discuss different points of view or anything else. It's not, it's not a discussion. I want to be really clear. This is not a discussion. They have no say in you leaving. They have zero say in you leaving. You, you've already, I hope, tried other things. Nothing has quite worked for you. And even if you haven't tried other things, it doesn't matter. Okay? So I want you to remember you already know the outcome. So that's the thing. Okay. Sorry. I should get my thoughts better. <laughs> you already know the outcome. So don't focus on convincing them or defending what you're saying. Don't get into explaining, justifying, proving why it's okay that you're ending the friendship. You're not doing any of that. I know this is hard, right? If you have to listen to my, <laughs> to my um, podcast episode on boundaries or saying no and sticking to it, you might want to listen to those before you go in here. Um, you know, do that. But you're not going in to do battle. 
don't get yourself ready for battle. Get yourself ready for love. You know, it's an and conversation. When they say like, oh, but I've tried to change her, but that's not true. But you're like, yeah, and, and, I, and it's just not working for me. And it's just not working for me. Have some mantra that you keep coming back to and keep saying and with it. And, uh, and I still, I need, and I still need to walk away right now. And I still, and I still, okay. So make the meeting as short and sweet as possible. That's really, you, this is not an hours long conversation. You're saying what you need to say. They might say a few things, but that's all it is. And let me say this too. Don't, cause I see you. I love you. And I see you. I see you. Don't leave any room for questioning how you're leaving things. Don't try to soften the blow. I, you know, you know how it feels when you go on that date and they're like, hey, I'll call you. And they never do because they're trying to soften the blow because they don't want the discomfort of the end of the date going, you know, we really didn't hit it off. And uh, I'm really not going to call you, but I wish you luck. I, that would be the nice charitable, good thing to say as much as you might feel uncomfortable in the moment, but it sucks to be told it's going to be something and then it's not. So don't do that. That will end this, that will create horror and yuckiness in this end of this friendship. So don't go, yeah, don't get caught up because there'll be anger and resentment and you're going to drag things out. So really what you want to do is wish them well. Keep, if you want, you can keep liking their, you know, Insta posts or whatever if you want, but don't leave it open-ended. Be firm with your boundaries. If if they continue to, you know, ask why or push, end the conversation. Just end. It's time to go. And I'm going to end with saying this. You are not responsible for their reaction to all this. They, it's likely they'll be upset or angry with you. Of course they are. You've been their dumping ground for a long time. They've been getting lots out of this relationship. They've been, it's like you, you've been giving them a thousand dollars every month and you suddenly said, oh yeah, no more money as of now. Of course they're going to be upset. What do you mean? I need more notice. I, I need to know when I'm not getting this extra money, right? It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, this is it. You can only keep your side of the street clean. That is all you got. So make sure you're coming from love, not fear, not resentment, not the anger, not the fuck you, none of that, none of that. And as long as you're there, being loving to yourself, first and foremost, being kind as you can in ending this, it's all you can do. You don't make anyone feel any way. That's their choice. That's on them. And it is my experience that when I draw boundaries with people that I haven't drawn bound, very good boundaries with before, they don't like them. They get upset. <laughs> they try to tell me how wrong I am. or what. If, and when that doesn't work, they then start a character assassination and tell me how terrible I am or anything else. That is why you should leave. Do not stand there and take that. Just end as you end. I wish you well, and I'm going now. And that's it. And if they keep calling you or keep trying to text you, you know, just, I would just quietly block their number. If that keeps happening and you just, they won't take no for an answer. At that point, you need to draw the boundary firmer. And again, you don't have to announce it to them. Just, just block it. Just block their number. Just block them on social media. Just, just do it. And call it done. So that is it for today. You got a lot. I hopefully you really are listening and taking all this down. Uh, 
And again, come on over to the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, download the I Feel formula. Definitely check out some of the other podcasts on boundaries and just saying no, you know, refresh yourself a little bit there. Uh, And again, come from love as in all things come from love. And that's it for today. And I'm coming from love. I love you so much. I really, really am so into our time together. This is, as I've said before, and it's the truth, my favorite part of the week is um, connecting with you. And my other favorite parts are when I read your fabulous reviews. (laughs) So please do that. But also when you email me and, you know, I answer every single email. If you have questions, if you have a future pod, uh, topic you want covered, uh, if you want something in like the Ask Dr. A- Ask Dr. Abby kind of segment of the podcast, um, I just haven't gotten any questions that I haven't just created a topic out of. But if I get something that's more specific to you and you want me to answer it, I'm happy to do that um, in a little extra Ask Dr. Abby segment that I add to these podcasts. And that is it for this week. Be really kind to yourself. Be in love with you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you, and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 